Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome into Racing Lines right here on VEASAN, the Sport Betting Network. Wes Reynolds along here with Mikhail Miranda. Race 18 of 22 in the 2022 Formula One World Championship. Uh, as of Sunday, we could have a new world champion, and it's the same world champion of who it was last year. That's Max Verstappen, who uh, looks like he has this well in hand, but yet not officially clinched. Uh, currently leads the championship standings by 104, ahead of Charles Leclerc and his teammate Sergio Perez, who was the race winner last week by uh, 106. Uh, Red Bull leads the constructors by 137 over Ferrari, 203 over Mercedes. Matter of time before that gets officially wrapped up. So there are like 12 different scenarios, and we won't run through all of them, where Max Verstappen can go ahead and and secure back-to-back World Drivers Championships. The easiest scenario for Max, obviously, is to win the race and get the fastest lap. And if he does that, it's irrelevant that what Leclerc or Sergio Perez do. Or if Max Verstappen wins the race and Charles Leclerc goes third or lower and Sergio Perez, even if Max wins the race, it doesn't matter what his position is. So it's only a matter of time. He's probably going to clinch it this weekend here in Suzuka, Japan, at the Japanese Grand Prix. Or he could perhaps do it stateside at the Coda of the Amer- Circuit of the Americas at Coda down there for the United States Grand Prix. So we will see that here in a couple of weeks. But uh, Mikhail, uh, a lot of doings at the Singapore Grand Prix. Max had a chance to wrap up the championship there. Did not get it done, however. Uh, it was uh, Charles Leclerc who did win the pole. But Sergio Perez ended up being the winner of the race, Max's teammate. So I'll just run down the classification real quick. Sergio Perez, Charles Leclerc, and Carlos Sainz on the podium. Lando Norris fourth. Daniel Ricciardo, his best finish of the 2022 season. Of course, he's out at McLaren Mercedes at the end of the year. He finishes fifth. Lance Stroll, his best finish of the season, sixth. Then our current points leader, Max Verstappen, in seventh. Sebastian Vettel, eighth. Lewis Hamilton, ninth. Pierre Gasly was 10th, and that wrapped up the points. So, uh, Mikhail, kind of give us the observations of what you saw in Singapore that could carry over this week to Japan. Hey, Wes. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Yeah, the first thing i got to say is I'm extremely disappointed in myself. I had watched qualifying practice, and I was all over Max, Charles, and Lewis. 
And that Sergio Perez comes out from behind the kitty litter and says, hey, I'm here. I'll take the win. Yeah, yeah, you guys stay behind. I'm just like, no. (laughs) Everything just went. But I got to say one thing about Perez. Uh, The whole point at Singapore that was talked about all weekend was the fact of tire management. And we know Sergio Perez is the king of tire management. Max Verstappen does know some of it, but Sergio Perez is a, he's the absolute masterclass for tire management. So I am not surprised to see him win his second race after this season. But hey, uh, congrats to Checo, because now that leads us into the top series that won. Is Perez finally finding his form? And I think he is because Perez loves a bit more of an understeery car in the front compared to a very oversteery rear, which is what Max Verstappen likes. So as the upgrades have been coming into the Red Bull, uh, we have seen a drop-off in Checo and his performance, but that has nothing to do with him. That has to do with the way the car is set up. But I think he is now understanding how all these upgrades are working. Number two, any of the Formula One champions prove that they're not infallible. We have seen Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen all make mistakes. Even Fernando Alonso just absolutely missing their breaking point and just going straight into the barriers. Some a little bit lighter than others, some a little bit harsher, but we have seen that they are not perfect every single lap. And this is very important to take because we know how hard Lewis has been working. And he was up there. He had the podium position in the start and he just lost it at the end. Uh, It was just heartbreaking to see that. But again, they are drivers, they're human beings, they make mistakes and the rain is the most obvious place where people make mistakes because it's very hard to judge what your tires are doing in the rain. Last, uh, so we got a couple more. Verstappen's second title is surely coming up. As Wes just said, if Max wins and gets the fastest point, it does not matter where anyone else in the championship finish. Max is world champion. He still is a reigning world champion. So I'm excited to see this, that the Singapore Grand Prix has not gone and put Max in a very awkward, agitated situation where he might absolutely blunder because we know Max is a bit of a hothead, but I love that he is not doing this. Fourth, which is really funny to say because Alpine and McLaren in the battle for fourth. What a coincidence over there. But uh, that fight is still underway, and it's a very, very strong and close battle, which I love seeing. I know this is the midfield. No one really pays attention. But I think this is a very interesting battle because we know next year Alpine are still without a second driver. So their battle for both could potentially be the difference between a dominating midfield pack car next year or absolutely fighting again against McLaren and everyone else in the midfield pact and then have to go up against Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin, which the Aston Martins have done a pretty good job in Singapore. The high downforce cars of the Aston Martins are just absolutely phenomenal. And I am seeing them take they cause in the right direction. So I do think that we will see Fernando Alonso prosper a bit more with Aston Martin. And the last topic of discussion, which is very, very important, the budget cap is facing its first 
major controversy. Uh, there have been rumours that uh, Aston Martin and Red Bull have blown through the budget cap of 145 million euros. So this is very, very important because this might just bring Ferrari and Mercedes back into contention for winning the constructor titles if Red Bull is found guilty of absolutely going and spending way above the 145 million allocated for this year. So it's going to be very interesting to see. The FIA was supposed to release that this weekend here with the Japanese Grand Prix, but unfortunately there has been some pushback on that. So I'm very interested to see what are the actual final results of this budget cap and who has gone and abused it. And I am hoping that it's Red Bull, not going to lie, because they have been very dominant. But we might see Mercedes and Ferrari fight Red Bull again because, well, they've been very careless with their budgeting. Just saying, Wes. Just yeah, saying. fighting on the track, fighting in the uh, boardroom, the courtroom, wherever it's going to be. But Red Bull's been winning uh, most of the fights this year, as evident by their lead in the constructors and also the points. So we move on from Singapore and we uh, go ahead and move forward to the Japanese Grand Prix, the Suzuka International Racing Course. Mikhail and I will preview that on the other side when Racing Lines continues right here on Visa, the Sport Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Racing Lines, VEASAN's Formula One betting show with the English racing expert, Mikhail Miranda. Here is Wes Reynolds. Back here on Racing Lines, here on VEASAN, the sport betting network, Wes Reynolds, Mikhail Miranda, going ahead and previewing round 18 of the Formula One season. There are 22 total races on this season's calendar, and that is the Japanese Grand Prix. And then the first segment we did cover, Max Verstappen could have the coronation here in Suzuka, or if not, 
might have to wait to the U.S. Grand Prix down in Austin, Texas, which would actually be, I think, kind of cool to crown a Formula One world champion in the United States, being that the sport is growing so much here. It's owned by a United States media company, that being Liberty Media, who owns the uh, Formula One racing series. And so it'd be kind of cool to see it uh, uh, crowned in Austin. But if Max Verstappen goes ahead and wins this race, it looks like he's going to get back-to-back world championships. So uh, we're going to send it over to you, Mikhail. I want to see kind of breaking down this track. I know this is uh, arguably your favorite track on the Formula One circuit at the Suzuka International Racing Course. Oh, yes. The Japanese Grand Prix is one of my favorites. And the whole reason of this, one, this is not because of the movie that went on. I know everyone keeps saying, is it because you watch Rush? It is not. <laughs> James Hunt is one of my favorite drivers. He is one of three. There's James Hunt, Edson Senna, Jochen Rintz. Now, only true Formula One fans will know who Jochen Rintz is, right? Uh, but Japanese Grand Prix is one of my favorites. Now, I know James Hunt has never raced on the Suzuka track that we are at uh, this weekend. He did race on the Fuji Speedway. We know about the whole big fight between him and Nicky Lauda. But this is one of my favorite tracks as the Japanese Grand Prix is making its comeback after three years, the same as Singapore. There's been a lot of tracks that were a lot of fun to race at that had just gone off the calendar due to COVID because of the pandemic. And so seeing these tracks come back, and especially with Yuki Tsunoda, who's a fellow Japanese, he is going to be very excited to race in his home Grand Prix. And I'm excited to see what Yuki can do since his contract has just been renewed. He has been making some blunders here and there, but this is my favorite track because of all the overtaking opportunities that come through, right? There's some difficult corners uh, coming up in this uh, Grand Prix. And I can't wait to see how everyone takes the wide knuckle ride of the 130R, right? That's going to be an amazing thing, especially with snake S's that's there. That looks a bit like my comb. I can't wait to see how drivers navigate through, especially with the new era of cars that we have here. So it's going to be phenomenal. Another thing that's going to be interesting about this weekend is we will see the return of a 90-minute practice session. We know that this had dropped down from 90 minutes to an hour. So it's going to be very interesting to see this come back, to see how everyone sort of gets used to the track, how everything is working out. And uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting tire strategies going on because we are actually working with the highest compound of tires. We're going to have uh, the uh, C1, C2, C3 uh, tires coming through and we know there are five compounds in addition to the wets and the inter- intermediates so i'm just going to see how these tires these pirelli tires take the intense loads that they go through because this is again a high degradation track so you have to be able to get the strategy right and we know ferrari have sort of been very very ixy bixy on the uh, Jays, the team hasn't done well when it comes to that, especially with uh, high intense situations where everything is on the line. They need that right there and there. So I'm going to see what Red Bull do, how Chaco actually carries on the momentum that he has had. Can he help Red Bull run away a little bit further, especially now that, as I mentioned in the last segment, that there has been a breach 
of the cost cap. Red Bull's rumored to be one of them. So uh, they might need to score some extra points to maybe help secure that Constructors' Championship a bit more. Uh, let's go to the last time that we raced at the uh, Suzuka Grand It's back in 2019 when Alex Albon was Max Verstappen's second driver. That was a nice race from Alex. So there was a bit of a tangle going on. But hey, he, that was a fun race to watch. And Charles and Max tangled in the first lap back in 2019. It's very interesting that Charles and Max were the ones fighting for the championship this season. There's a lot of parallels going on. Maybe something philosophical going on there. But yeah, so it, that's a very interesting. Another thing that we have to look out for, Renault, which at the time was Esteban Ocon and Daniel, sorry, Nico Hockenberg and Daniel Ricciardo were actually disqualified from the race for having a driver aid. They had a preset automated brake by system. I know that's a lot of words. And a lot of people don't know what that means. It's just the ability to change where the brakes are working the hardest, if they're working in the rears or in the front. And if you have a preset automated in there, that means that drivers just have to hit a button. It's like, oh, in this corner, give me a little bit here. Instead of the drivers having to actually change the brake bias, which a lot of drivers have to do that every lap. So uh, Renault is now Alpine as they rebranded. So we have to be able to see what Alpine do because they can't do this stuff again. Otherwise, then we know that McLaren clinched fourth in the constructors. So it's going to be very interesting to see what comes up with this. But this is everything that's gone on so far with the Japanese Grand Prix. And so, Wes, let's talk about the odds that's coming up. What do you yeah, have for me? And, and before we get to that, Mikhail, I did want to ask you a question here. Suzuka, you mentioned a lot of overtaking opportunities, a lot of high-speed corners, too, that you would think, at least on the surface, based on what we've seen so far in the 2022 season, would help Ferrari, who were very good in those high-speed corners. But I'm wondering if you think that they could have the advantage here over Red Bull or does this seem like, okay, we just don't want to get in front of this Red Bull team right now? So given the fact that the constructor title is up for grabs because of the cost gap stuff, I think Ferrari will very much bring an even tougher fight because, yes, Max Verstappen can win the Drivers' Championship. That's not where all the money is. It's All the money is there with the constructors. It's, where it's how teams get their allocation for next year, how they're going to spend their budgets because they just get money from where they finish in the constructors. So I think that Ferrari will bring the fight, but I do see Red Bull dominating this track again because it's only sector one, end of sector one, beginning of sector two, where it's tight and twisty. Rest everything else is pretty fast. Uh, so I see Red Bull absolutely dominating this track. Uh, maybe Perez not being as dominant as Max Verstappen, but then again, he is the world champion for a reason. So uh, again, Red Bull should take the win over here, but I don't see why Mercedes or Ferrari won't bring the fight to Red Bull. 
Yeah, it's going to be also interesting to see that, uh, of course, uh, this is Honda's backyard here in Suzuka. Honda and Red Bull, you were thinking they were no longer connected, but the branding of Honda is going to return to the Red Bull cars this weekend in Japan, even though the engines are not officially Honda engines anymore. So, yeah, I'm with you, at least on the surface. This looks like a a big Red Bull weekend, and the odds certainly bear that out. Max Verstappen uh, at DraftKings, a little bit less than minus $2 to go ahead and win this race. Charles Leclerc, about 4-1. to one. Uh, Sergio Perez, 10-1. to one. Lewis Hamilton, 11-1. Carlos Sainz, 12-1. to one. George Russell, 16-1. to one. And then everybody else is 150-1 to one or above. At DraftKings, you can obviously bet different ways. You can bet top 10s. You can also bet podium finishes. You also have an interesting winner without prop. And that is a winner without the top three constructors, that being Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. So you look at those odds, I think McLaren 125, Alpine 135, Aston Martin 10 to 1, Alpatori 10 to 1, and then on down, Haas and Alfa Romeo are 14 to 1, Williams 30 to 1. Mikhail, anything attractive to you, if you don't necessarily have a play, that's okay, but if you take out the big three constructors, who do you think might run well here in Japan? I see Landon Norris doing well because we know that McLaren bought a major upgrade package to their floor back in Singapore. So I see them doing very, very well. I do see Fernando Alonso and uh, Esteban Ocon also doing. I see Alpine do quite well because uh, as fast as Red Bull is in a straight line, they the same goes for Alpine. Alpine have just sort of been in the midfield pack, but they are really, really good in certain key areas. And straight line speed is where the Alpine and Rebel sort of match. And I see either of them coming up and taking top six. So top six goes down to about four drivers that I will look at: Lando Norris, Fernando Alonso, Espan Ocon. Daniel Ricciardo and I'm looking at the odds here so I see Landon Norris on DraftKings at plus 100 even money Fernando Alonso plus 135 Esteban Arcon plus 350 Daniel Ricciardo plus 450 and I know that Esteban Ocon and Daniel Ricciardo has sort of been in the background, especially all the stuff going on with Daniel Ricciardo. But I do believe that he can be up there in the top six. If not top six, definitely I will be looking at Daniel and Esteban in the top 10 as Daniel is plus 120 and Esteban is minus 250. So look for value for where you want to place these drivers. But I do see that Daniel Ricciardo will be in the points for this race. Yeah, and uh, also before uh, we get into some of our picks here at the end, uh, one of the things that we do want to pay attention to, I think, is the fact that the weather this time of year in Japan can really wreak some havoc. And if you followed the MotoGP series, they raced in Motegi, Japan, a few weeks ago, and you had a lot of rain. So you get a lot of late season rain here in Southeast Asia. It is forecasted to make at least an appearance on Friday for full practice one and full practice two, and then also uh, uh, a little bit on Sunday for the race. I think at least we look clear for Saturday for qualifying. So I am gonna I am gonna be interested because keep in mind in Japan this time of year it does get dark very early. So you worry a little bit about maybe some of the delays. So 
you know, they're going to have to be on top of it, the F1 and the FIA guys, to really manage the rain disruptions in terms of during the sessions because we do get that early sunset time in which to operate that window. So uh, without further Absolutely. ado, though, yeah, Absolutely. go ahead, I've, I've, got, I've got to echo that because – the FIA have not been good when it comes to the rain. We saw a delay back in Singapore because the FIA can't make up their mind. Hey, if it's a time to race, what do we do? Especially with the two race directors switching out because of all the stuff that happened with Michael Massey last year. So you have to be very, very alert about how things will play out weather-wise. I do want to give a tiny little asterisk going forward. Even though it's going to be Friday free practice one, it's Friday in Japan, right? For everyone here on the on the Pacific Coast, right? It's going to be today at 8 p.m. is when we have first practice. So even though the it's Friday out there in Japan, it is Thursday night for us. So be wary about that. The time difference does make a big play because the odds will close down pretty soon. Uh, I see over here practice one starts at 8 p.m. Pacific time. That is about 11 p.m. Eastern time. So it, the window will close right before that. So get your bets in now, especially on DK. They actually have some matchup props for free practice one. So if you're looking for matchups, you need to put those bets in now. And uh, if anyone does want a couple of matchup props, look at Alex Albon. Even though he's recovering from appendicitis, he had a phenomenal drive in Singapore. And I do see him going over Nicholas Latifi. He will be minus money because Nicky has not done that well. But again, that's some of the driver props that you might want to look at just for to have a little bit of fun. Because again, yes, betting is for the sports bettors who want to make a bit more money, but also have a little fun, play with the market a bit and see which odds that you probably don't usually go for. Place a tiny bit on there just for fun. Yeah, and I'm glad you updated the uh, the time, by the way, as well, because that race, even though it's technically Sunday over there, that race is actually going to start. We're going to have lights out and away we go at about 9.55 Pacific time, so 12.55, almost 1 in the morning on the East Coast. So this is going to be an overnight race. So if you're used to waking up early Sunday morning, you probably overslept. This is really, really early Sunday morning and into Saturday night here on the West Coast. So that is that is uh, obviously uh, something you want to look at, getting these bets in a little bit earlier. So if you've waited till Saturday night, you're really going up against the gun if you want to get these things in. So, uh, Mikhail, let's get to a couple of your picks uh, before we get out of here. So, first pick, obviously, Max Verstappen to win. I am trying to find a market where they have a parlay of Max Verstappen to win Japanese and win the Constructors title in one go. I know it's a little bit harder to find out here in Las Vegas where Wes and I are situated. But if you guys do find that prop, it will be... It would be a heavy favorite, but also it would probably be around plus 135, plus 120. If you do find that, please do take it. But I will lay the minus $2 here with Max Verstappen. I will also take the Lanza Norris top six, Daniel Ricciardo points finish. Because I do think those are some good bets. And for podium finishes, I'm actually going to do a double podium finish with laying it with Ferrari. 
and laying it with Red Bull. Both of them are plus money on DK. It's plus 150 on uh, for Red Bull and plus 200 for Ferrari. And those are my bets I'm going to be looking at. Again, Max was sapping to win. If I can find a parlay with the championship, I will take that. I will also take Lando Norris for a top six finish, which at DK, he is even money. I will take Esteban Ocon, top 10. Uh, Esteban, sorry, not Esteban Ocon. Daniel Ricciardo, top 10 finish, because I do see him coming up there. And double podium finish for Ferrari and Red Bull. Yeah, for me, I'm not going to get too crazy with the race win. Uh, Max Verstappen, I think you could find him a little bit less than $2 in in the market, but that's basically the base price. I do think that he is going to go ahead and win this race. I'd love to see him wrap the championship up, though, at at Austin in, in the uh, Circuit of the Americas at the U.S. Grand Prix. So uh, I wonder I wonder if the owners of Liberty Media, which is an American company that owns this series, would also like that too. So uh, not alleging that there's going to be any kind of shenanigans or chicanery here, but I'm sure they would rather have that there than necessarily in the middle of the night in Japan. But I do believe he's going to win this race. He may not have it wrapped up, though, unless he gets the fastest lap. So uh, we'll see if the other guys, if Leclerc and Perez, can go ahead and do their part. And then in terms of a points finish, and this is even money, I'm going to go with Sebastian Vettel, who loves this track just as much as Mikhail Miranda does, had some really <laughs> great drives at this track, you know, really raves about it, gets a lot of great feelings about this track. Last time he raced here, he scored pole and finished on the podium. He doesn't quite have the equipment to do that this time around, but I think he's going to fight at least for a points finish, maybe even an outside top uh, six finish. So that is one I am I am surely uh, going to be wagering on is Sebastian Vettel. And then uh, uh, looking at the, uh, at the uh, podium finish, I'm going to go a little bit outside here. I think you're going to get one Mercedes on the podium. Now, is it going to be Lewis Hamilton, who did announce that he plans to continue on, I believe, the last year of his contract with Mercedes is next year in 2023. So he does plan to continue in Formula One in the sport, whether it's with that team or not. Time is going to uh, tell here over the next several months, but... Lewis Hamilton at plus 105 for a podium finish for me will wrap that up. And I echo Mikhail's sentiments. Uh, look at some of those parlays, especially if you're betting on DraftKings. I think right now they have uh, Max to win the Japanese and the U.S. Grand Prix. That is at 125. Everything else is obviously plus money. Max to win Japan, Charles Leclerc to win USA. Here in Austin in a couple weeks is at five to one. So DraftKings has a lot of options and you can really shop around with this. So uh, hopefully we have a good race. Uh, you know, if you're on the West Coast, it'll be a late night race. If you're on the East Coast, it'll be an overnight race, by the way. So go ahead and get those bets in for the Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, next time that we meet with you, we will know if we were going to have a Formula One world champion for 2022. And uh that will likely be Max Verstappen, but uh, maybe wraps this up in the United States here. So uh, we shall see if maybe there's a little bit, you know, there's a crazy safety car thrown or something like that. So we shall see. That'll be in two weeks time, though, when we next join you. So thanks for tuning in to Racing Lines right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. For Mikhail Miranda, I'm Wes Reynolds. Lights out and away we go.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.